Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Take a Man podcast from Odyssey Sports. That's Logan Paulson. I'm Craig Hoffman here at the studio slash kitchen of Logan Paulson. All right. Uh, cut down day is Tuesday. So we will have a chance, obviously, on the pod to kind of project R53. I've been doing it on the radio show, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but as, as we think about that task and how Ron is going to approach it with EB, with Jack, with Nate Katzer, the special teams coach, yeah. it becomes really important in these discussions as well there's some very interesting uh discussions amongst us in the media on the sideline today about numbers and about this versatility that versatility like what do you think are the most intriguing spots that they're going to have to consider and some things that that they're going to have to try to figure out from practice squad to you know make sure they got enough positional depth to special teams to make sure they don't cut a good football player that could help them Yeah, I think that's really tough because, you know, I think one of the things that the second preseason game showed me, and I think you too, is that this team is a little bit deeper than it it feels deeper than it's been the past probably couple of years I've been covering the team, which is a good thing, right? The problem is you got to cut good football players. So in terms of like interesting points, um, I would say the offensive line is really interesting to me, Um, you know, just because I think that because of how Ricky's been playing at guard, it gives you some flexibility. Now I talked to one of my old old line coach buddies about this kind of hypothesis after we talked on the field today. And he was like, Oh dude, you always keep 10. Like no doubt. So, you know, there is this kind of pervasive thought that you would always keep 10 guys, no matter what. And so if that's the, if there is that kind of underlying tone throughout the NFL, I'm sure that that people on the staff have heard something similar. So I would just say like, even though I think you get away with keeping nine, like I think there's a very traditional school of thought saying, let's keep 10. So if you're keeping 10, I think maybe a guy like Larson makes the cut there and then you're, you're kind of, so let's, at other let's spots. go just quickly. We can yeah, name yeah. the, well, we actually did that on take five. So yeah, people, people, kn- five. people know the eight uh, that are definitely on right. Nine. If you nine, count Braden Daniels, um, then to me, the 10th spot, if you, if you're going to keep 10 and I think I would keep nine because of other stuff that we'll talk about in a second. But, but I'm just saying there's if, like, it was, it was my, my buddy talked to me, it was just sure. like 10 and it was like, no, there was no compromise on it. So just heads up on that for sure. Yeah. But you then have a question of, do you keep Tyler Larson as a third center who's had a really good camp? Like there's yeah. no Tyler Larson has done nothing Correct. that warrants being cut yeah. outside of not being other dudes. Yes. But yes. Trent Scott has yeah. had a really good camp at, at, at right tackle yeah. and they're are you just going with one backup tackle with the contingency plan of like, if things go haywire in a game, we'll put Sam Cosme out there right. and then, you know, call up Trent Scott, hopefully off our practice squad for the next week and sick kick Sam back inside. Like 
these are the questions that they've got to ask. I think I'd probably go Scott, but yeah. I don't know. Larson's a good football player, and you he's know, a veteran, and he's been around, and yeah, yada, yada, yada. I'm super biased on this because, like, I value tackle more than I value interior offensive line play. And, again, that's just my personal preference. I know there are people that feel the other way about it. Center's super important. Like, I got in a long conversation with someone that follows me on Instagram about how center's the most important position on the O-line because they touch the ball every play. I don't disagree with that. I just think it's harder to find good tackles. So, if I find a serviceable tackle – I want to run. So I would probably go Scott here too. Like we've talked about that a lot off camera. Um, but I also understand that this staff has this proclivity for keeping centers. They want centers. They've been burned by center injury over the last couple of years. Right. So they, I, I would assume if I was trying to be in the head of the staff that Tyler Larson's the guy. And like you said, Tyler Larson's had an excellent training camp. Like there's very few mistakes that I can think of in practice or game that he has made that, that I would say you that, Oh, that's why you should get released. Like he's been very, very consistent been very competitive. So he's a good football player, you know? And like, if you want him on the roster, I get it. But just from a personal preference standpoint, I want, I want another tackle. I just think they're more valuable. Right. And I think one of the things I would say is that that maybe limits Scott here is that he, he only plays tackle. He has not worked in at guard. Like if he had been repping at guard at some point and tackle, you'd say maybe they could make that work or maybe there's some flexibility. The fact that he's only played right tackle makes me think that he's kind of pigeonholed in that one spot. And in today's NFL, and this is not a thing that, you know, like obviously Ron has talked a lot about position flexibility. This is something league-wide that is taking over the offensive line position. If you're not starting one of those spots, we need you to play multiple spots. So like Corn plays left and right tackle. Right. Right? Scott has only played right tackle so far. So he hasn't shown the flexibility, which makes me think, I don't know how they feel about him. Like Larson, I know they like him. You know, like just what's not to like basically. And so I would say that if I, if I'm, if I'm putting my head in the minds of the coach, I would say they'd probably go Larson. I know if I'm doing it, I'd probably go Scott, but you know, that's kind of why these decisions are so tough. Cause there is a, a very strong perspective on some of this stuff. Yeah. And, th th but also like, that's why Trent Scott could probably get through the practice sure. squad. Like how coveted is he going to be? Right. Um, and by the way, they signed him uh, after he spent last year on Pittsburgh's practice squad. Right. So like, he's a guy that's been available to any other team and nobody's went and got him. Um, you know, he's had a good preseason yeah. and some of that was with the ones on Monday night football when everyone's talking sure. about Sam Howell. So like maybe his stock is higher, but, um, yeah, man, like it's, it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough. tough. And um, I think it's but also I, like culturally, like, what do you want to, yeah. what do you want to be, you know, like, do you want to be, um, like this kind of down gritty, like kind of, we got centers and turn it's it just, it's a, it's a, and I will say like Larson's a, a good pro, you know, I don't know Scott that well, but like Larson, I've talked to him a couple of times, like. He's dialed in. He's professional. Like yeah. having guys like that around is always good. So yeah. there's other things besides play here that are important, like his personal relationships with the coaches, like his professionalism, which is very, very high. So and practice squad eligibility, yeah, yeah. like Scott can yeah. get on, and and Larson, I'm guessing probably can't because he's 32 years the, old the and he's rule, been around. The rules now they've are changed so, weird, yeah. so much. Yeah. So I don't know what the rules are. Um, but you know. I don't know, man. It's weird. I, to me, I'd still, I know, I, I realize that traditionally you always keep 10, but traditionally you haven't had a 16 person practice squad that you can yeah. call dudes up from as easily as you can now. I, I don't even so. understand the full rules because sometimes yeah. it just feels like the same guys get called up every week yeah, and you're yeah. like, like how has been it, called up more than twice. Yeah. yeah. How does that work? And then he just goes back to the practice squad on Monday. Like, yeah. what are we doing? Yeah. Um, so I, for that reason, I think that gets us to the other line yeah. of like, okay, defensive line, they're on overload. Yeah. And if I've got a, like, you're telling me I can either keep Tyler Larson or Trent Scott or James Smith Williams, Casey Tuhill or KJ Henry. Like I'm keeping all three of those D yeah. linemen. And yeah. I, that, that to me is like not even that difficult. Yeah. I can't, 
I kind of can't believe that like James Casey, their spots are being even bantied about in some yeah. circles. But also like if you look at the numbers, like it does get a little scary. And Andre Jones has had a really good training camp. I think that's yeah. the other thing. Like that, Andre, that's the guy that kind of quote unquote messed it up. Yeah, like kind of mess or is you know making waves. I would yeah. say right. He's like he's just had a really good training camp, yeah. and, and I know they like him a lot. He's explosive. He's long. Like all those things we've talked about with him, and I think. Um, you know, that, that kind of disrupts the status quo a little bit. And so now you say, well, he's got to be on the team because, like, of how they like him, how they view him. But it's like, you know, Casey's had a good preseason. James has had a good preseason. Do you bump one of those guys for a, de- a, a, a quote-unquote, a developmental prospect? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the right solution is there. And it's just it, – these are the things that – why I think it's really hard to be in the coach's shoes in these moments because you like the guys. You like the players. You like the person. You like the way they work. They haven't done anything wrong, right? But it's more about philosophically, like where you want to go. Like both those guys aren't going to be under contract next year. Do you want two young guys on the roster who can develop and maybe become versions of those two players with maybe more upside? I don't know. That's all speculation. I'm not saying Casey and James are bad players, but there's there's a business element here and a future element here that needs to be considered when constructing a roster that I think is easy for us to overlook but the people making the decisions they're not thinking about 2023 they're thinking about 2024 from a financial standpoint and I think um, like James and Casey both have been good football players and they will need more money to be here next year but if you're going to re-sign Montez if you're going to re-sign Chase there there's not more money to be had so you need some cheaper um, you know maybe less experienced options yeah well see that's the thing about those two specifically right my chase, my trust level in Chase to be healthy the entire year is not, not very, not but not F- very but FA's had a great camp. That's another one that's like, been a little bit disruptive in terms of the roster because like he was a guy last year that I felt like you couldn't trust him completely, and now all of a sudden there seems to be like FA is definitively the third guy, you know. So maybe you feel like FA and Andre Jones, you know, that combination works really really well. So uh, to your point, like, do I trust Chase to be healthy the whole year? Probably not, but I think he's going to play. And I think they kept 10 last year when Chase was kind of in that in-between up-and-down mode also. So, Yeah, so, man, it's just so tough. Because, but, like, to that point, right, like, I want F.A. and James and Casey's options over Jones and Henry, even though, like, we're excited about those dudes. But, like, if they got to play now, I want the guys who have been there yeah. and who helped me be a top-10 defense for a lot of last year yeah, yeah. in there. So, I, I don't know. It, it just becomes really tough. And then the other thing, too, is – inside like if john's got plantar fasciitis like i'm scared that could flare up and cost him a week at some point and but then i think you go with a guy like benny well that's what i was gonna say is like benning patoy has had a really good camp in preseason do you and he's the three technique like you know because and that and that gets in like a big phil ridgeway question because those dudes are probably better suited as one techs or you know no tackles in in the cinco package right do you, I mean, Ridgeway was so good for you last year. Big Phil's hurt, yeah. but he's a second round pick. Yeah. So like, you're not moving on from Big Phil already. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like that uh, defensive line room's a mess. I think just, you know, in the best way. Yeah. I think keep an eye on like that eight week IR. I think that's going to be a big tool here for, for one of those guys, you know, or like season IR for another young guy. It's a way to kind of save roster spots. Oh, you've got like a weird calf strain. Oh, it didn't bother you yesterday. But oh, so sorry to hear, you know, you come in, you have a meeting with coach and it's like, Hey, thanks for coming in early today. So sorry to hear about your hamstring injury. And you're like, what? 
What hamstring injury? Yeah, it's like, your hamstring yeah, injury. Make sure you get treatment on that. And I'll see you later. Yeah. And then you're on the IR for the year. And I've seen that happen before. You know, B. Mitch has talked about that a whole bunch of times. He had a whole bunch of stories about that. Smoot will tell you a million stories about that. It's it's a it's kind of a sneaky way around it. So I would say with that group specifically, receivers too. Keep an eye on somebody who's like who wasn't hurt, who all of a sudden is hurt. Picked up an injury into the game. <laughs> yes, right. But uh, you know, if this calf injury with Big Phil, like. That could be that, a short that could term, be like like a like an eight week IR type thing. If you, yeah, if, you know, and especially with Benny playing well and and Ridgeway playing well, and then you kind of keep everybody around and then demote uh, Benny to practice squad when when Big right. Phil comes back. So right, that could definitely be an option. And you know, also sometimes you know, obviously guys get hurt in the middle of the year. So yeah. like you know, something happens to another guy and Big Phil comes back. You know, like, thank God we got him. And then the other guy goes on IR with a legitimate injury. And like, that's how you, you tend to do those things. I just have a hard time thinking that like, you know, I know Kyle said on his pod, like James Smith Williams and like James is my guy. Yeah. Um, so well, he's I, my guy too. Like, yeah. Like, you know, I, like and, James, yeah. yeah. Like, and you've worked with him, you've worked with Casey. So like, this is, this is hard, but like, this is the league. Everyone. Yeah. And I think that's like a very human thing that everyone should remember. Like when we're speculating recklessly about 53 man <laughs> yes. roster spots, like these are human beings yeah. with families and responsibilities yeah. and bills to pay. And, and this is their job and their livelihood. And while yes, like if James or Casey were to get cut, a hundred percent they're signing somewhere else. Like now they got to move. It's yeah, a week before the season. Like, yeah, I mean, have you you had that? I've, that's yeah? happened to me twice. Yeah, uh, when I was here, I got cut in what year is that? 15. 15, 15 yeah. I got cut, and then like, which less, is why our paths never crossed until yes. this podcast. And then uh, less than forty eight hours later, I was in Chicago playing there, and my wife was pregnant, and like I had a two year old, and you know, like she was like seven months. It was crazy, man. And so like. That was just a tough deal. You know, I had to live in a hotel out there. Like we couldn't get a doctor for, it was just, and so it is hard. And then same thing happened when I was in Houston. Like my, my family was getting ready to move down there for the season and I got cut, signed in Houston. I lived in a hotel for nine weeks and then got cut again and came, you know, it's just, it's, it's tough. And it, you know, like, I'm not saying don't cry for me or cry for anybody. You're getting paid good money to do it, but it's not sure. like the most, it's like, not like this ideal, like Aaron Rodgers like marches into the Jets facility and kissing <laughs> babies and stuff. It's like, oh, here's your bag of stuff. Like, go get in your locker, and then we'll cut yeah. you in a couple of weeks. Learn so, the playbook. Yeah, it's uh, different different vibes for sure. sure. Don't even bother finding a favorite restaurant. Yeah. Um, but anyway, to finish the sentence, like, I have a hard time thinking those two dudes that have contributed that much to this football team and are key special teams guys. Like, I just – I feel like I have a hard time seeing them get cut. So do I, but I've, I mean, we've both seen crazier things happen. Yeah. You know, like, and I, and I wouldn't, and I think the thing that gets me about this whole situation is Andre Jones seems to be in a very good spot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He seems to be in a very good spot and I think they're very high on him. Um, and he's and his, and his ceiling is maybe a little bit higher than those guys. And I think that's what you're probably betting on is that, Hey man, it's not better today, but week four or five of the season after getting some reps, like, He's there. And right. again, he's the disruptive element in this whole group. Cause I don't think, I think, you know, I think KJ Henry's had a fine camp, but I don't think it's been anybody you're like, Oh God, we, we need him on the roster right this second. So he's not been quite as disruptive, but um, you know, he's a fifth round draft pick. So that's another element to that too, is you've, you've invested draft capital in that position. So you got to keep him around. I, I potentially, potentially. Yeah. I know on, so when you do the, you know, the injury bit, right. You have to keep that guy initially, which means you're gonna have to be light somewhere else initially. Yeah. I wonder if corner is a spot where they are light initially. Corner is a nightmare right now. Um, so corner, you obviously have, uh, BSJ Fuller, uh, you have Emmanuel Forbes, right? I think Danny Johnson's a 100% lock. It seems that way. Um, cause he can play inside, outside. He's, he's a key, well. key special teamer. 
Um, he's played really well. He's had a good camp. I don't know if there's anybody else that you're like 100%. Well, I think so Holmes. Say it one more time. So it's so uh, the, th- the top three. The top right? three Danny plus Johnson. Danny. And, and then, then Holmes and then would be the guy. Holmes would be my next guy for sure. And I think he's, I feel, I, and again, talk about, you mentioned Katzer earlier, like a guy, like he's, he's your starting gunner. Right. And the, if you're a starting gunner, so like Percy Butler's the other one, he's not getting cut. And the other guy is Christian Holmes. Like he's in, there's five. Yeah. And so if that's the case, there's five. I think then you go Quan and then Forrest and Butler. Because Quan Curl. can also play nickel if you end up right. if you need to. Yeah. So that's what do you say five corners? And then I guess that's five safety. So I guess you're you're ten and, there. Yeah. But I do wonder if like Holmes is a guy that you know, does is that special teams enough to keep yeah. him when you if you keep like a Byron Pringle and some other guys that have yeah, played I mean, gunner in the past. I mean, I think so. I think I think I think when you got a guy in your corner like the special teams coach, like he gets my, been, this has been my experience, and it's probably changed a little bit now because of the devaluation of special teams. But they get three dudes that they will like stand on the table for, mm-hmm. and I it just feels like given, especially given his first the, the performance against Cleveland, I, I just feel like he's as close to a lock as you're going to get. You know yeah. what I mean? And um, I think if you're light anywhere, it's probably a linebacker. I think you're only keeping four. You know, you you think that? I mean, they were like Kalik had a loud start to camp. Um, you think they only keep three? I'm just you start to do the math, and the thing is. I will say this. When Anthony and I did the exercise on the radio, yeah. we were like, who to keep actually the last spot? I was like, I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. Um, and I was able to keep, I, although I do think I had Ridgeway off. Let's, let's, say, let's just do that real quick. So you'd keep 11 D linemen, right? Yeah. If you keep you 11, keep, then I think you I keep 10 corners and then you keep four linebackers. Yeah. But and then you got to keep nine on the O line. And that's where well, that's, it gets funky. That's 25, right? That's 25. Then you can keep 25 on offense. Frantically so pulls up roster oh projection. Oh, my gosh, yeah. But then you keep uh, you keep 25 on offense, just to say hypothetically. So you go nine offensive linemen. You go seven receivers. You go three running backs, four tight ends, two quarterbacks. And you're at 25. Okay. Math math on this podcast is tough. Yeah. But so, that's what, so to me, in this example, do you want to keep um, one less – tight end potentially and then or one so, less receiver and keep 10 alignment would be the question well so that's yeah so i've got it at mclaren dotson samuel brown uh oh no that's the wrong one pringle allen so it's it's six receivers three running backs three tight ends plus fullback so wherever you want to slide yeah, arm I, I put them as i said four tight ends but. yeah um and then i think i just went with the no, I think we wound up adding 10. Yeah, 10 alignment. You probably have 10 alignment. And then, did we keep... We did. How did I get all these dudes on the roster? <laughs> I don't know, man. This is what happens when I do math. The point is... It's, just, they got some, it's actually like a like a 56-man roster. No, or it's... I, well, I scrolled down. I was like, am I got one extra column? Nope, that's the 54th column, and there's a name position one at the top, so that is 53 names to get yeah. there. So, so it's... That's what I'm saying. Like, when you do it, I think you're... The, the, the one O-line... Nine or ten. The more I think about it, the more I talk to you around the league. I think they're probably going to keep ten. Um, I think you can keep eleven defensive linemen. You can keep uh, ten defensive backs. If you keep four linebackers, you're golden, right? And then if you keep ten offensive linemen, it's like, do you keep? Uh, I think do you keep Alex Arma? Or do you keep an extra receiver? That's where it gets a little bit. And I think Alex Arma right I now. I think Arma's on the team. Deserves to be on the team. Hundred. I totally agree with you. So th- to me, it's like Casimir Allen, Dax Milne. Um, 
who else is it? Pringle, I think, is on. I don't yeah. think there's any question. Maybe I think Kemp, Kemp maybe. is a guy that could mess around and, and make it. Yeah. And Bryson Tremaine's ever had a really good couple he weeks, has, but, but I, I think just, he was too far back. I don't, th- and I for whatever reason, I don't get the sense that like everyone's like Bryson Tremaine, you know, like everyone's like, yeah, ah, you know, like he, I think he, I, he is a Logan, I say this every once in a while, he's a Logan Paulson type of player. Like in, they were doing like a walkthrough today and he's like sprinting his routes, and I'm like, yeah do that <laughs> he's out there early i'm like yeah do that you know what i mean he's like finishing and playing hard and i like that and i think there is a spot for a guy like that and hopefully he's like your practice squad guy hopefully yeah. but um I, I right now i think that in terms of value if you're keeping six it's pringle i would probably even go dax right now over kaz unless kaz has a great third preseason game i'd probably go dax just and then kaz is on practice squad with Bryson Tremaine or Tinsley or whoever you want to keep there, maybe even Kemp. Yeah. And then you say, those are our six, and we can bump, elevate whoever we need to elevate over the course of the deal. So, well, guess what? We're going to we're gonna watch this game. You're going to watch from the sidelines uh, yeah, we'll with Jake and B. Mitch on, yeah. on NBC4. Uh, I'm going to watch it from my couch. That's uh, nice. Yeah. And then, and then on a, a Monday, we're going to sit down. You're going to sit down somewhere else in this house. Yeah. I'm going to sit down in my own <laughs> home, and uh, we're going we're gonna to do a projection. So, Dude, that's going to be... We're gonna do the exercise. I'm gonna to have to do it twice. I'm gonna to have to do my own on the radio. And I'm gonna have to do this on your on the radio. There's also there's always a chance. There's always <laughs> a chance. So uh, that's that's coming up. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, that's it. That's the end of the podcast. If you're listening to the podcast uh, up next, you'll hear my interview with Jahan Dotson, and we'll see you next week here on Take Command. Thanks for watching this clip of Take Command. First, why don't you why don't you like it? It lets other people know that it was good, and then. They should watch it too. And Logan, we have a new exclusive home for full episodes. We do. 106.7 The Fans YouTube page. Go check it out and please subscribe. Yeah, do do what Logan said. Do it. Very, very smart. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.